0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 29. You're listening to the Nature Spired podcast, a sustainable fashion podcast inspired by nature, aimed to educate and inspire you to rethink what fashion is supposed to mean and how we connect with it as a society. It's built to help you learn, engage, and act with curiosity. I'm your host, Chris Herrera, and you can find show notes of every episode along with additional notes and resources at naturespired.com. So, today we're gonna be talking about what the fashion education system is gravely lacking. And I've actually been wanting to um, make an episode like this for a very long time. Like, if you look through my podcast notes, I think I have like this idea since like 2021, (laughs) since I started. I was like, I really wanna make an episode about. The education system but um, I hadn't experienced the education system in full I had my own ideas of what it was Um, and I was like first maybe I'll do like a interview episode from someone who's in the industry like in the education field to talk about it Um, but then as you know from my last episode where I talked about where I was for the past little while, I went to school, so I was able to experience it firsthand. So a lot of the things and issues that I've identified comes from my personal experience, but it also comes from what I've seen from other people's experiences as well. So, yeah, just thought I'd put that out there. Some things might not translate to every single school. So, yeah. That's what we're going to talk about today. So without further ado, let's get into what the fashion education system is gravely lacking. So first, I'm going to talk about the problems that I have identified and seen that the education system currently has. And then I'm going to talk about the solutions. So this isn't just going to be all negative. (laughs) So the first issue that I've identified is unsustainable teaching practices. Um, This is one thing that I noticed that a lot of schools and businesses, not just schools, talk about sustainability and how it's so important. And, you know, like they embed sustainability into their curriculums by making presentations about sustainability but their actions and the way that they actually operate in classrooms is very very unsustainable like the amount of waste oh my god it is painful this is one thing that was really hard for me when i was going to school It's like why is there so much waste there is it's not necessary you know like there is ways to do things without producing so much waste. Um, But like, just as an example, when it comes to the drafting process, they use, at least in my experience, mostly paper instead of digital. And I know that a lot of drafting is done on paper and it's important to have that skill, but it is also important to know digital drafting because, you know, I feel like in the industry, that is where you do most of your things, and it's also easy to grade patterns and um, you know get things moving along the production process or the design process when it's digitally drafted. Um, you're it's a lot easier to draft a um, you know a pattern over a block when it's digital than when it's on paper. And there's just so, so, so much waste involved in that. And there's really just no excuse for not teaching students from the get-go. And I mean this, like, from the beginning. I know that in my experience, the curriculum had, like, one course in the three-year program that teaches you how to use CAD. But that's just one course. And it's, kind of at the end. So it's like these students have gotten used to drafting on paper for years at this point and you're just introducing it like, "Oh yeah, this is actually what you'd be doing in if you worked at a company." But anyways, let's go back to paper. So learning how to draft digitally and save paper and reduce physical waste could easily be possible, but schools don't do it because classes are being taught by people who've learned old school ways that are a bit older and they want to stick to the same methods that they feel comfortable that have worked with them for 20 plus years or 15 plus years. So I think a big problem there is that, you know, teachers or professors aren't required to have updated skills to teach. And I find that mind-blowing. You know, the fact that you can Get a degree 20 years ago and then start teaching in 2023 without updated skills of what is actually important in the industry right now. Like that is mind blowing. Like, how is that? OK, it's not OK. <laughs> you know, I think that there should be some requirements for professors to get annual updated certifications or just like skill upgrades, basically, so that they are, you know, matching what the industry, how the industry is moving, you know, and a lot of the structure that they follow, um, you know, with it being so old school and not really having mandatory like annual skill updates for professors that translates throughout the entire industry because then you graduate and then you only know how to do old school things you haven't been taught innovative ways to do things and then you go through the supply chain the old school way without questioning or without asking suppliers to do things differently and that's really what gets us to where we are now which we have which we have a massive industry just overflowing with unsustainable practices because that's what everyone has learned for the past 20 years, and there's there's no updated, like, teaching methods. Like, come on. Like, come on. <laughs> Anyways, so, yeah, that's one thing that I've noticed, that there is um, a lack of sustainability in practice when it comes to teaching. It's more about, like, um they, they do it in a more fictional standpoint, you know, there isn't very, there isn't a lot of physical sustainability or practical sustainability embedded in the programs. It's more fictional, oh, hit my mic again, it's more fictional and, um, you know, just hypothetical, really, and this doesn't just go for drafting, this goes also for sewing and, um, even, like, illustration, and literally everything in the industry, like, every part of it could be done so much better and save so much material, and I find that, you know, from sewing, like, day one, students should be taught how to maximize their, their fabric yield to make less waste, and should be taught, like, maybe even patchwork to to work with, um, leftover fabric so that they immediately don't see fabric scraps as Garbage, you know, it's it's about rewiring the brain, you know, and I feel like that's a big thing that's missing in the industry The other thing I've noticed is it's also unsustainable in a human capacity standpoint like students aren't being given the opportunity to learn efficiently because of the amount of work and pressure that each class like gives they structure programs in ways that takes what could be a fun and enjoyable lesson or activity into a stress-inducing activity. And I've, although I know that it's like this for all universities, fashion schools just like up the ante a little bit. Um, because, you know, when I did go to university before and I've done a few university programs here and there, I've literally never experienced the kind of level of intensity as I did in the fashion school. And I went to university for two years before that. So that just gives you an idea. And the worst part is they kind of pride themselves on doing this. like They speak as if they're so proud for their extensive programs that over students and leaves their mental health on the sidelines. I couldn't believe what my instructor said on the last day of class, She said, I know this term was really tough, and I know classes are very heavy, and this is, like, the hardest type of school that you'll ever have to do, but guess what? It's just gonna get worse. And she said that on the last day of class. Like, wow, how motivating. (laughs) And the kind of mentality is really spread throughout the entire industry, and it's exactly what's wrong with the industry. Designers are bred with a sense of exploitation and panic. So when it comes to the time to source, the last thing they care about is the people that are making their clothes and their working conditions. They're just happy to get to breathe and hand over the work to someone else. The whole mindset of work till you drop is one of the biggest silent killers of the industry. We all expect us all to outperform and operate like monsters and machines when we're human beings with nervous systems and minds and bodies that demand and deserve our respect and rest. So that's another issue I've identified is they don't really give space for humanity, like just basic human capacity. Another thing that I noticed that the system is gravely lacking is the lack of innovative play. You know, I've noticed that programs or curriculums and even teachers don't set up an environment of innovative play and exploration for the students, which I think is a huge missed opportunity because these kids are the voices of the next generation. They are the minds of what could come. They're the ones that could think about things that may be the people who have been working in the industry for so long. And frankly, I mean, how good has it been, <laughs> you know, what they couldn't do? So I think it's very important that schools set up environments for innovative play, uh, for students to play with creating different types of textiles, playing with circular ideas like biodegradation and renewability, or come up with something different. You know, they could do patchwork, like cut shit up, make some new stuff out of it. I think that's one thing that I really noticed was missing. Schools just give you a set curriculum. They give you a set way of doing patterns, a set way of cutting, a set way of sewing. And although I understand there needs to be some boundaries to be considered for like functionality, um, but I also think explorative play is so important and there's a huge lack of that. And it doesn't really give these bright minds of the future a chance to explore how bright they really could be and how much they can create. I'm almost sure that if this alone was implemented in schools, we'd have so many great innovations that could help make the industry circular and bring extreme and innovative designs and textiles to market. Um, And the last thing, the last problem (laughs) that I've noticed... I will get into the solutions after this, I promise. But there's just a lot of issues. (laughs) There's a lot of things that the education system has gotten wrong. So number four here is freedom of speech and the space to question. When we're in preschool, we're unbothered and unfazed by what people think or say because we haven't really reached an age where that affects us as much. So we question literally everything. We ask, why is the sky blue? Why are sunflowers pink? Why are sunflowers purple? Why do you draw the way that you do? Why do you take the car to work? You know, like we question everything when we're young. And then society and our parents kind of get bored and tell us, you know, stop asking questions, just follow orders and stop pushing the envelope that mentality and the way of working translates heavily as well in the fashion industry and in schools. And that's something that I personally noticed that you're not really given the freedom to question why we're doing it in a certain method. That energy of like suppressing students thoughts or ability to question things is honestly really sad. And I think you know, some people might have some really great questions to pose or might give the the teacher a new perspective on how they even design things. That's why it's like so important to create a space of safety where people can feel comfortable asking stupid questions. And I find this isn't just connected to fashion school, but also when I went to marketing school, um, it. You know, asking questions make you seem like you don't know what you're doing and that's somehow a bad thing. (laughs) Like, you do know we're in school. That's the whole point. We don't know what we're doing. Like, we're supposed to, you're supposed to teach us and we're supposed to ask questions. So, I've talked a lot of shit (laughs) about the school system. How can we fix it? How can we fix the problems? So some of the solutions that already exist and that can be implemented all the way from first year is embedding digital and zero or low waste policies for classes and to make it a requirement for all instructors to have updated skills to teach students. Just because they have a bachelor's degree, just because they have a master's degree, if it was 20 years ago, I'm sorry, it just doesn't matter. Like you need to know what's happening now. Fashion is a very fast and changing industry and you kind of need to know like how to run with it. So I think that could really help is making it a requirement for instructors to have updated skills to teach, you know, the designers and the change makers of the future. Another thing that I think is really important to do is to make classes and curriculums more feasible and sustainable for students lives like we get that you want to make money on these poor students um but you gotta let them breathe you know like it's just too much there has to be some level of balance treating students or people or you know garment workers anyone like machines and animals like that's just not okay And another solution um, that would really help, like, the entire industry, I think, it would may, it would ripple through the whole industry, is to invest in innovative classes where the sole purpose of the class is play, future, and innovation. And the way which these classes are marked is how much did you play? Did you come up with something new? And was it viable? Do you think it's possible? And, you know, really creating a nurturing environment where it's like not every idea has to be viable. You know, that's how inventions are made. You fail and fail and fail and fail until you make something great. And I think there needs to be a class that kind of encourages creative failure, you know, and exploration. And the last one here that would make such a difference is just treat your students with respect please stop demoralizing students based on their age the ageism that's so embedded into the school system is just not okay it's not okay um, so you know just treat students with the respect that they deserve. If all of these solutions, all these six or five points that I just mentioned are implemented into curriculums and school programs and um, universities throughout the fashion industry and maybe even beyond, you know, other industries can probably take something from that too. Like just imagine the amazing growth that we'd be fostering in these students, like Just imagine like the minds, how much they would grow and the amount of innovation that would come from it. It could really just completely change the paradigm of how things are made. And it could lead to a more sustainable, creative, healthy industry by fueling young minds with positivity and reinforcement and innovation and play and, you know, respect. And understanding principles of zero waste as if it's just in their bloodstream, not just talking about it like a theory. So yeah, I don't know if you could tell by the tone in my voice (laughs) that I really felt like I had a lot to say. But anyways, I'll shut up so that you can get along with the rest of your day. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. If you found this useful, and you know a student in fashion or a student in general that could benefit from hearing this, or if you know teachers in fashion or um, instructors or, you know, directors, just people in the industry, send this to them. They need to hear it. We need to change it. And yeah, that's all I got for you guys today. Have an amazing rest of your day, and you will hear from me very soon.